Well, coming into today, uh, today being Friday, of course, I haven't talked a lot about Oregon's opponent. There's a reason for that. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks, which is why, if you haven't already, please continue to like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening to or watching the show. A big shout out to everybody out there who has done so already for continuing to support the show. I appreciate you all immensely. And today the show is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on the Underdog Fantasy dot com or with the underdog fantasy app with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars pretty slick deal that they've got going over there and it's always slick and then some when i get to talk to my man ryan winter he is at sports chat 503 on youtube and on twitter and ryan it is uh, suddenly the day before another oregon football game and it just seems like it's going by very slowly, but it's also going by very fast because we've already played seven games, and here we are, the dawn of another opportunity for the Ducks. Yeah, it's fun, man. I think this is a great time to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad time. It's not a bad time. You're cruising we up hope... the rankings. You're feeling good. You come off yep. homecoming. You get a huge win. You got these two road games. You know, it's great, man. It's great. I, I agree, and you got to enjoy the good times because, as we know, it can all go away in the blink of an eye for this reason or that reason. You, you never know. But let's get into this matchup with Cal. And the reason I haven't talked about them a lot on the show this week is, number one, the mailbag has been loaded with all of your questions, which I greatly appreciate. But number two, Ryan, you know, I haven't put them off to next week because this is an opponent in Cal that is not very complicated. They don't run a complicated offense. The way that they win football games is not complicated. There's not that much to them. And with the way Oregon's playing right now, I expect them to not be challenged in this one, even on the road. Now, Cal has a history of playing Oregon tight. They haven't won here in in Berkeley in, in quite some time, actually, because they lost in 2016. They won in 2018, I believe, was was the last time they got a victory in Berkeley. And last year in Autzen Stadium, they played Oregon close. But this is a Cal team that if Oregon is is for real, I think this is a little bit, not, not huge because UCLA was a prove-it, show-me sort of game. But this is on the road. This is a, okay, you're not letting up, right? It's a good game. You got to strap it up and go get it. And I think this is a fun game for guys in the Bay Area. There's a lot of Northern California guys on this team. We always talk about it for the Southern California game where everybody wants to go play down in L.A. And 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 they do want to play in uh, Northern California as well. I mean, last year was a big deal. Bennett going down. He broke that leg right before this Stanford game where you go down there. And it was, a, it was kind of an omen, you know, this weird sort of situation. It feels the exact opposite right now. It feels like the everything's running. Everything's running smooth. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of activity. <clears throat> it's a fun time to be a duck right now. And I think what they're what they're really doing is they're playing good enough offense to allow for some of maybe the, uh, I don't know, defensive struggles that we've seen in the past, third down conversion on defense, that sort of stuff where 
you know, I think the offense is humming at a level where you're pretty excited when you're a fan because you know you can probably outscore them. Cal brings a good defense. You know, Cal uh, is one of those teams that, you know, statistically has played pretty good defense over their time, and they give people some fits. They, they, they gave Washington a good game. I watched that game very closely. I thought they – Thought they could have had it, maybe. I thought that they had something to tank for them. I'm watching the Utah game right now over here, and they're locked in it. And I just think it's one of these deals where if you look at Cal, you know, yeah, you're right. They run a simple offense. They run a pretty simple defense. But they've got enough guys on there to make it interesting, and they have not had the season that they've wanted. But, you know, you and I were on here in the summertime previewing this game and talking about Cal as a, as, as a team what they what you thought they were going to get out of this year and we kind of thought this was going to be the case they've already got their uh one league win but they had it close against notre dame and then to see stanford beat notre dame you're like well okay cal maybe should have taken that one home but you know you lose to colorado that's the bad one because everybody thought you could probably get be everybody beat colorado but colorado's going to get you at some point and they got cal uh, like I said about the Washington game, it was it was close enough. Uh, and then, you know, they, they they made a good game of it late. There was a time where kind of Washington felt like they ran away with it a little bit, even though the score didn't say it. And this is always a tough one. You're right. Going down to Berkeley, there's always some weird stuff that happens kind of in Berkeley. But I think it's going to be a totally different story this year. I think Oregon dances for the next two weeks and then sets themselves up for that three-game gauntlet at the end of the year. Yeah, those final three games, drastically tougher. Than than the next two. I, I mean, these are bottom probably four teams in, in the Pac-12, right? Lower third uh, of the conference. Cal this week, and then Colorado uh, next week. And the thing with Cal is this is now year six, uh, the fifth full year, of course, because whatever 2020 was, yada yada yada, with Justin Wilcox at the helm, and it's been the same story with them, Ryan. Their defense is going to play well enough to keep them in games, but their offense is not playing well enough to win a lot of games. And I don't know why Wilcox hasn't gotten a new offensive coordinator. I don't know what you need to see. I I really don't. They have nice skill position pieces. Their offensive line's a train wreck at the moment. It has been really, really bad. And Plummer is not particularly mobile. He's he's not incompetent, but he's not great either. He it's not going to kill you. The, the guy, Jaden Ott has been good. Even he's slowed down the last couple of weeks because they they've used their other running backs more, which I don't sure. understand. I think Ott, a one-time Oregon uh, verbal commit, is a really talented player. They've got a couple good receivers, but th- this Cal offense, I I I want to see this Oregon defense come out and really stick it to the Bears. Yes. And I want to see them struggle. I don't want to see them move down the field, miss a field goal, and then Oregon says, well, hey, we didn't allow any points on that possession. If this defense is going to improve to a level to where their Pac-12 championship caliber, Ryan, it starts in a game like this. You got to be able to get up for it. You got to be able to make plays and execute against a pretty bad offense, a pretty limited offense. And you should not let them move the ball up and down the field. I thought it was a good showing against UCLA. You allowed yards, but you held them to field goals. That's about the best you can do against a really good Bruins offense. But Cal is different. You should be able to keep them on their side of the 50. Oh, absolutely. And you should be able to run up the score. You should be able to get your guys off the field. Should. Like your third quarter, fourth quarter, let the, the other guys play. And, 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 and I really like this idea of, Let's see how good this team is with one of these games. 
because like you're saying, you've, you've come off of the, uh, you know, Georgia loss. You had to rebound. You had the big BYU game. You showed up. You know, you, you, you've had the big UCLA game. You showed up. But let's see how you do against road team. You're expected to win down there. Kind of a wounded animal a little bit. Not a great yeah. environment either, Ryan. Not can be tough to get up for that. Well, yeah. I mean, by the, by the five minutes in, it'll be all go Ducks. I mean, that whole thing will be Northern California Ducks, the way we flock in there and the people who live down there. Cal just doesn't show up. I mean, Stanford, it's it, it is it's atrocious. I mean, it's atrocious. Stanford's getting the, 25. People in the South fill up a 100,000-seat stadium yeah. and a terrible team. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm totally with you. And the Bay Area schools, that's the strangest thing about the conference realignment talk with regards to, well, are they going to add Stanford or Cal? I'm like, do they want Stanford and Cal? Like, does the Big Ten want to put that product on TV? As much as I love the Pac-12 and wish it was all staying together and everything, it is a bad look on TV, and it the feels painfully out. Pac-12. The whiteout for Penn State. And you go to Cal. Penn State Cal this weekend. <laughs> The blue out. Yeah, they they, they can't even get a sell out on the cheapskate hill. Yeah, forget a color out. They can't even get a a, a what sell color out are the seats? there. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what color out they've got for for the Bay Area team. And I feel Lord. bad for the fans who do like them, man. Like, I do as well. It's it it sucks, but it's just not quite there. What else it, does Oregon it says need? To... Something about the culture. It says it, something it does. about the culture. Yeah, it it yeah. does. And I think that's a longer conversation. We got to briefly stop ourselves from getting caught on that tangent because we could probably go for a solid 30 minutes there. We need to keep keep talking about what Oregon needs to show in this game if they're for real to win the Pac-12, which I think they are. But first, I remind you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. Just go to the Underdog website, create an account, look at the different pick'em choices for the Ducks this week. You can get, pick Bucky Irving over and under rushing yards total. Troy Franklin receiving yards over might be the play there, as we'll get to in a moment. Bo Nix passing yards. You can find everything that you want. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players, or maybe you're feeling daring. You're going to go seven and 10. I don't know. You do whatever you want with underdog. Decide if they'll finish over or under that total. Sign up with the promo code locked on one word and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Deposit a hundred bucks, get a hundred dollars free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store, or Google play store. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on one word to get in on the college football pick em action today. So Cal's defense over the years, Ryan, has been solid. And it's solid again this year. It's not where it usually is. This is not the best defensive unit. I think Cal's missing some bodies in the front four. You know, their rushing defense has been good this season, much better than its past defense. It was actually actually worse than the Pac-12, even worse than Oregon's. We're not last. Woohoo! Um, which is, you know, sad that we kind of have to celebrate that just a little bit. But... Cal is missing Brett Johnson up front, and there's one other starting defensive tackle who they thought would be an impact player. They're not there, and as a result, I expect Oregon's offensive line to dominate every single week, but when a team that you should already be better than from a talent standpoint in the trenches is without their most impactful player in that particular group, you got to be able to run the ball, and that's where Cal's defenses thrive this year, and they're well-coached. This is a well-coached, well-schemed defense, but 
athletically, physically, is where Oregon's got to be able to enforce their will. And I think much like against UCLA a week ago, whose rush defense was really strong going into that game, I think the Ducks, once again, are going to kind of burst the bubble of that Cal Bears defense and run for a lot of yards. I would hope so. I think I think you, I think right now the Ducks really their offense is clicking to the point where I don't see any team really stopping them. It's just about how well the defense is going to play going forward. I don't think Cal has anything remotely close to what's going on offensively for Oregon. I'm so impressed with uh, Kenny Dillingham's system. I'm so impressed yeah. with the uh, the scheme. I I, I try to wa- rewatch and watch the film, and every single play is it makes me so happy. Even the plays that don't work, uh, you know they're going to be explosive. You know, they'll, they'll go back to them in four or five, six plays after that, and it'll hit for a touchdown. Uh, the exact same play. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, what makes the Duck fans the happiest. In my time frame, the Chip Kelly offense, the blur, was beyond – it was literally the uh, – I mean, it was it was the, the greatest show on turf thing for it was for the uh, for the Rams, What right? You know, the, the apex of – offense production nobody knew what hit them it was so avant-garde was so it was so so brand new it was so innovative everything else like this and i think that a lot of duck fans have been yearning for something like that and i would never compare pretty much anything to what we saw then but what you're seeing right now is absolutely revolutionary i mean they are hitting on all cylinders they have multiple options at every single play available almost to them and even even a mundane looking play that maybe is just a play action or maybe just a handoff there's options galore and guys are open and they're utilizing the weapons biggest frustration from duck fans the last couple of years not utilizing the weapons what do you see this year going for it and i think that's something to be said about whoever the quarterback is going forward you're going to want to play in this offense bo nix has literally turned himself into an nfl uh caliber player at this point just by driving a different car i mean that's pretty cool yeah. so so i i think that uh you know cal's gonna have their their hands full i Earlier in the year, maybe I thought, well, this could be a game where, you know, the Ducks, depending on how the offense is playing, might get stuck into a game in the road. You know, Bay Area brings that sometimes, but it's not a night game. It's going to be middle of the day. There's going to be a ton of Ducks there. It's going to be just like playing a scrimmage uh, with the crowd. And I think it's going to be an absolute route. I think they're going to crush these guys. And I think that next week, I think you're going to see more of the same. I, I think... Cal is going to put up a much better fight than Colorado, but I think Oregon wins by 20 it easily uh, this week. And I probably win by 30 or more next week. I don't see Colorado scoring almost at all against Oregon. Their offense looks terrible. And when I watched the, the Cal Colorado game, it was the, one of the worst college. Oh, oh man, it was not and pretty. I watched a lot of it because I'm we're, those are two teams we're going to play next. Yeah. And I'm excited for the Colorado game. I'm going to the Colorado game. So it's like, are you really? That's yeah, awesome. So, so this, but this Cal game has like always been kind of maybe a spooky one. The closer I get to it, the more excited I get. I think it's going to be an absolute route because I just don't think that Cal has anything in the tank for this Oregon offense. Even if Cal scores against Oregon's defense, they're not going to be able to hang with the offense. The, the concern I have, Ryan, is not whether or not Oregon is going to win the game, but how they will look in winning this game. And and here here's a question I want to pose to you. What do you think Oregon's response will be after that big emotional win at home 
ranked opponent, take control of the Pac-12 in terms of getting to the championship game. I, I, I don't think Oregon's on upset alert here because Cal does not have the horses to go start to finish. They've got a couple good pieces. You know, Jay Knott, Jay Michael Sturdivant, those are both guys who could see the field for Oregon if they were on the Ducks roster or sure. anyone in the Pac-12. No, they, they are good. But the offensive line isn't there. The defense is not usually what it is. I don't love Jack Plummer at quarterback. They don't get their tight ends involved in that offense, and they run the ball, you know, just okay. But just emotionally, Ryan, the thing that, that is giving me a little bit of pause is when you go on the road after a game like that and you're not playing Colorado, I mean, Cal is not a good team. Obviously, they lost to Colorado, but – on the whole, I think Cal is better overall. They just weren't on that particular day. But they're going to end the year with more wins. And I think they are the better team overall. I just worry about whether... I don't know if it'll be right at the start. Because Dillingham has been really good with this offense on script. But I worry if they're... Even if they get out to an early lead. If they'll kind of hit a lull. You know, if they'll lose that energy, intensity, that moment. Like, am, am I crazy for thinking that? No, and and, be, and this is why this is what I was saying earlier is let's see what this team is because if this is the team we think they are, right, Dennis Green, but then you're you're then you're you're hopefully gonna just go out and waltz tomorrow. I mean, it's gonna or you know it's just gonna be that kind of a day. If you it, instead you go into a situation where you're in, you're not playing well. You're and again, I think there's some PTSD from the Cristobal era. This is a game that they would barely win. This yeah. is a game that they would be in a struggle. It would be a third quarter game. It would just be like last year at Austin. I mean, I mean, it was a struggle last year against Austin. Cal came into that game one and four. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Right. I mean, and you just, just the writings on the wall. I just don't see it this year. I think the offense is so different with Kenny Dillingham. Uh, I'm, I'm through the moon, over the moon, through the roof, whatever. The, I'm, I'm through the moon. How about that one? As a Duck fan, my whole life—I mean, seriously, Spencer, you know, lifelong Duck fan. You, there's not been that many times where you've been this excited to watch the games. There's you. Everybody's excited every week. I go to games. I'm a ridiculous number of games that I've seen at Austin. Years and years and years and years. I'm excited for all of them. But the the excitement level for this coaching staff right now, the way that they're recruiting right now, year one. This is like the rookie card that you got at the grocery store that's going to be worth a lot of money in the future. And you're just sitting there as a kid like, this is awesome. Just got this card. Because that's what I did with the Michael Jordan rookie card, buddy. That's my era. So this is what's happening. Is like We didn't really know what we had with Chip. Then all of a sudden, it was the Dennis Dixon game, and it's the Statue of Liberty, and everything is crazy, right? And, 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 it, went, and it went like a spaceship. <sighs> buddy. In that airport, coming back from Atlanta, I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. It felt like I got hit. We got all did. All these Duck fans are in there just like, oh, wings clipped. <laughs> yeah. And and to see this team rebound the way that they've rebounded, play with the electricity they played with, with the excitement they played with, you can see in the interviews. You can see the lights in their eyes. You can see the energy level. And to have a guy like Bo Nix, I mean, Josh Pate came out here and he said it. He was like, dude, Bo Nix is playing better right now than he's ever played in his whole life. And this is a guy who's watched him since high school. So obviously, something's going on over here. <laughs> and I don't know if a lot of people saw it. 
and we sure as hell didn't see it in that first game. But all of a sudden, since then, it's been an absolute climb, and I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, through the moon. <laughs> <laughs> through the moon, I, I like, I like that one. Two it's different not, analogies in it's combined. Not over one. the moon, not through the roof. No, no, no. We're, That's what we're, you do when you're post forty. I don't. I'm not on. I'm not on Nugenics. Spence. If I was on Nugenics, maybe I might. It'd be a little clearer. But uh, I want to go to Oregon defensively, Ryan, yeah. and I. I want to see this defense get better statistically and eyeball test. Now, I, I talked on yesterday's show about how the defense statistically has been really, really bad. But you can't win even with a good offense. You can't win games if your defense is actually that horrible. Because that means you're in shootouts, you're in close competitive games, and you're just not going to win every single one of those, right? Yeah. Ask USC. That game right. against Utah could have gone either way. Sure. It's like you see it across college football. When you get these 43-40 games, they go back and forth. If you played them 10 times, it'd probably be 5-5 five and five splits, right? So sure. the defense has not been, in my view, as bad as the numbers suggest. But it has not been good enough to where I could say Oregon is in a great spot to win the Pac-12. They're in a great spot to get to the Pac-12 championship game. But when you play better teams, Ryan, yep. and you've seen it over the years too, watching yep. watching the Ducks and all the college football in the world, you have to be able to get off the field in critical situations. You Third can't time. just allow drive after drive after drive because your defense wears down, which makes it tougher to defend later. We saw Chip do that to other teams time and time again when he was Oregon's head coach, and he still kind of does. You have to be able to be better. So I want to see progress this week. But against Cal and Colorado, Ryan, I will be disappointed if the starters – Right. I'm not going to hold anything against the reserves. You know, if they allow sure. 10 points because the game's over, I don't care. It does not matter to me whatsoever. But if the starters either this week or next week allow over 20 points, that's going to be a disappointment. It's a good number to think about. I think the defense is going to uh, is going to start just continually getting better. I think the defense is actually probably going to be at the end of the day the better side of the ball when Lanning finally gets it rolling. But the offense, like you're right, I mean, how? How many times have you ever heard of a game where the the, the losing team didn't punt? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, not a great. It's, it's at weird. the same time. On the one hand, it's an impressive stat because it speaks to how Oregon, you know, tighten the clamps down inside their own 30 and such. Sure. But it also speaks to what I was talking about. They right. can't get off the field no. and their third down defa- defense against UCLA. It was improved. But it wasn't improved early in drives. It was improved later in drives to hold them to field goal attempts. They're one of the worst in the country. I mean, 129th out of 131 teams. I mean, Ryan, they're behind UConn, Vanderbilt, and Arizona State. And they were last behind. year, too. And they were in the same boat last year. They were really good offensively and really bad defensively at third down. I don't get it. I mean, I do understand maybe some of the scheme hasn't really set in or not. If it's a complicated scheme that they're going to run in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I also kind of tip the cap a little bit to some offense. There's been some pretty good offenses that you've played, but still you got to, you got to think level. what a weird game that was. None of the offense, none of the, uh, the only third down performance I'm okay with this year 
I think they actually had good numbers against Stanford, but Stanford's offense is dreadful. Totally. But UCLA six of twelve. That's about as good. That's under UCLA season average, by the right. way. Right. And that that that's just a UCLA team that's got a lot of weapons and a smart play caller. I'm not going to expect you to do that much better than six of twelve unless you're a really really dominant unit. But it's been the other games. You know the Arizona. The Arizona game, for example, just too many drives that you kept alive. And so this Cal, this Cal game is an opportunity for Oregon's defense, in my view, to get some confidence, just get the ball rolling, you know, before you take on a 500 yard par four, go dink around and make a birdie on a 300 yard semi drivable par four, right? And these are these two back to back, you know, it's the short par fives. It's the, it's easy. It's the, it's possible, yeah. you know, drivable par fours that are stacked together in the middle of the golf course that gets you that positive feeling again, right. When the drink cart girl comes through, I mean, it, it, it's all going to go coincide together. These are the two weeks you need to just really capitalize on it. Like you're saying, you got the gauntlet coming up next. You got those three games. They're going to decide your whole rest of the year and where people are going to be and, you're going to have a big game on the other side with the USC UCLA game. And you're going to have a huge game with the Oregon Utah game. It's going to be an absolute blast. And, uh, and, and hopefully Oregon can come out on top. Obviously <laughs> we're everybody's rooting for that, but that, that uh, 19th of November is going to be a wild weekend in the PAC 12. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it, it really will be. And there are a lot of great games in the conference are coming up and uh, shameless plug here. I'm hosting over on locked on PAC 12, breaking all that stuff down, keeping you up to date with the championship picture and the tiebreaker scenarios. And as we're recording this right now, Utah is uh, playing up in Pullman without cam rising, by the way, Dicey. I, he, he was, he was going through warmups, but he did not play or he is they, not playing said, as, as we tape this. And, the score currently is Utah 14, Washington State 7 in the second quarter. We'll see where that uh, where that game ends up. But I tell you what, if you told me you, I, Bryson Barnes is a solid backup, but I don't think a backup quarterback is going to be able to keep pace with with Oregon's offense. Cam Rising can. Yeah, Cam and, Rising can. I don't and think Tavion Barnes can. Thomas isn't playing. So yeah, and Tavion Thomas not playing either. So just things to monitor going forward before uh, before they play Oregon in in a couple weeks. But let's wrap up with our game predictions here, Ryan. And I don't think Oregon will have a problem winning this game. But the way that Cal plays ball control. Yeah. and solid defense this right. year. Not great. Usually it's top tier in the Pac-12 this year. It's just solid. It's fine. It's respectable aside from their passing defense. But I think this is going to be one where the final score is not as close or is closer than the game actually was. I think Oregon jumps out to a big lead. Yeah. And then because you don't have a hostile crowd, lets up on the gas a little, maybe has a slow... I think it's going to be one of those situations where Oregon dominates the second, third quarter, like they have all year, might I add. That middle eight, they have been sensational. But I think this game plays out a lot like the Stanford game. It was 31-3 to at the half. Final score was, what, 45-20? to Yeah. I, I think it, it, it was somewhere in there. Whether or not Cal is going to come back and cover the 17, we'll see. I think Oregon's going to be around 17 to 20 points by the time the game comes to an end. I do think they'll accumulate a lead larger than that because the offense has just been so good and Cal can't keep up with them there. But I'll go, 
I'll go 41. Thir- Cal likes to play a little ball control. I'll go th- I'll go 38-23. And I think Camden Lewis will miss a field goal from, I don't know, 38, 40 yards or so, not a chip shot. And that could be the difference between Oregon, Oregon covering. But I think 38-23, but I don't think the game ever feels that close, aside from maybe – you know, a couple opening drives back and forth. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I would like to see 40s to, you know, 20, something like that. 40 to 40, 42, 14 would be awesome. Uh, 42, yeah. 17. That would like be that. that would be the most satisfying score to me. Yeah, just 42 or 45 to 14. Just yeah. Yeah. not like put up a number like that. That gives you some confidence as a defense and gives us some confidence as fans. To where we say, okay, the defense is actually capable of keeping them to a low point total. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the key thing for the Ducks is, is they just need to get out and score points, like you said, get that big lead early, coast with it, get your second string in, get your third string in, get everybody get a lot of playing time, enjoy the day. Hopefully it's good weather down there. Get out of there, get on the bus, get home early, 1230 start, get home early, on to the next one. Just keep guys healthy the next couple of weeks. Strap up the chin strap, play hard, fly around, but uh, just get after it. And I, I think these guys are going to have a lot of fun down there. I, I, I really think that the next two weeks are going to bring a really fun atmosphere. No better guy to talk about the Ducks with than Let's my go. man Ryan Winter at Sports Chat 503 on YouTube and on Twitter. If you hop in his live streams from time to time, every now and then I make an appearance. I apologize. I meant to the other night and then I got caught You're up good, in good. a couple of other uh, – couple of other work and Tuesday nights and things and such. Oh yeah. There's crazy, 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 <laughs> uh, to Tuesday nights and such, but looking forward to the game. And the next time that I get you back here on the show, always fun, Ryan. Appreciate it. You're the man Spencer. Proud of you. And go check out you. And of course with the PAC 12 as well, the PAC 12 show. And I love what you've been doing with Max Torres as well. So yeah, Max you gotta give, man. you gotta, Got to, uh, you know, cross collaborate and uh, share the love out here, people. So. Yeah. And one one day, everybody, one day we will. The three of us will uh, three will, be, will be together. We don't know when, but I guess you'll just have to follow us along and find yeah. out when that might be. <laughs> Until then, I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy the game and go Ducks.